written, produced, and directed by Robert A. Arthur and David Coleman, starring one of radio's foremost actors, Cliff Carpenter. This is the mysterious traveler inviting you to join me on another journey into the realm of the strange and the terrifying. I hope you will enjoy the trip, that it will thrill you a little and kill you a little. Really, sir? Now, we can't miss. You may not realize it, but 
You're the daughter of a famous man now. One of you is famous, I'll be the wife of a famous scientist. <laughs> that is, if you haven't changed your mind about marrying me. Well, that's one thing I'll never change my mind about. Oh, I've never been so happy. Nor I. You're going to have everything you want, Anne. A lovely home, jewels, servants. I'll get up for this. You've never known poverty, Anne. That's why you don't realize how important money is. We're going to have money. And a great deal of it. Very soon. Where is it coming from? For the past few months, I've been working secretly on an experiment. I meet with success, and I expect to. We'll be wealthy beyond our dreams. An experiment? What sort of experiment, please? Your father, after years of research, has discovered an organic compound that revitalizes barren soil. My experiment then approached the problem of food productivity on a different basis. How? Can you imagine what it would mean to mankind if a wheat crop could be grown in two weeks instead of the four months it takes? Think of ten wheat crops a year where before there had been only two. But that's impossible. Nothing's impossible. Think of it, Anne. Crops literally growing overnight. A food abundance such as the world has never known before. But how? I'm experimenting with a new chemical formula which has chlorophyll as its base. This formula will assist nature, accelerate the growth of plant life a hundredfold. I've already had some small success, but I haven't reached the ultimate goal yet. And when you do? When I do, why, one gallon of this new formula sprayed over an acre of land will produce a crop almost overnight. I'll be world famous, Anne. A millionaire. A millionaire? Of course. This new formula of mine will perfect it. will put your father's soil compound in aurelium. Well, it won't be very important in the face of my discovery. Steve, this experiment, is it important because it'll be a great scientific advance? Or because it'll make you wealthy. Why, I'm working for science and humanity, and you know that. But there's no harm in wanting to be wealthy, is there? I know now that what I said to Anne wasn't true. I wasn't working for humanity. I was working for Steve Reynolds and the huge reward and honors that could be won. Yes, I wanted success more than anything else in life, no matter what the cost. In the months that followed, I worked day and night, rarely leaving the laboratory. One experiment followed another as I searched for the right formula. Then one day I was called by Dr. Warren's secretary and asked to come to his office. Steve, I have here your progress report for the past six months. You seem to have made little, if any, progress in your study of soil erosion. Well, to tell the truth, I've given up my study of soil erosion. I'm working on something else. Hmm. From your report, I guessed as much. Steve, I dislike saying this, but we can't ignore the obligations of your fellowship. 
I'm afraid I'll have to ask you on behalf of the trustees to give up whatever experiment you're engaged in. I won't do it. I've been at it much, working day and night on this experiment. I'm, I'm too close to success now to give up. Steve, the trustees... When I'm succeeded, and I will, I'll be world famous. Wealthy. One of the great scientists of all time. I see. You've got to keep that project support of mine from the trustees so that they don't interfere. There must be some excuse you can give them. I'm sorry, Steve, but I must pass it along to them. Those are the rules. I'm asking you to break the rules. I can. Not for you, myself, or anyone else. Anne has told you my experiment, hasn't she? I know. You don't want me to succeed, do you? That's why you won't help me. Now, Steve, you're overworked. Nervous. Otherwise, you just... Nothing will stop me, do you hear? Not you, nor the trustees, or the whole university. I'll go on with my experiment, and I'll succeed. Now, 
How long can you go on? You need to worry, Annie. But if I wanted to go on, I can't. My money's just about to go on. Don't feel too badly about it. I'm so close to succeeding. I know I am. But it isn't as though you can't pick up your experiments in the future, Steve. After you've had some rest and a chance to think everything out. Yes, I suppose you're right. Come inside. I'll show you the lab I fixed. It's all right, Tom. I haven't got the fancy equipment that was available at the university, but I do have everything I need. Here we are. How crowded you are here. Yeah. Yes, you see, each experiment calls for a small, separate box of earth. There are 87 boxes in the room. That's why it's so crowded. Over there's the box of formula number one. From there, the boxes run across the floor to... Come on, Steve. Yeah. Formula 87. Agricultural life as man has known it these thousands of years. 
your discovery, a new era has begun for mankind. Yes, as we stood there in the garden, there could be no question that every man, woman, and child on earth would be affected by my discovery. There's no urging on my part to have Dr. Warren and Anne stay on. They were too entranced to leave the garden and the plants that were growing before their very eyes. By four o'clock that afternoon, there was an acre of completely ripened tomatoes ready for consumption. Dr. Warren, Ann, and I returned to the house, and I persuaded them to stay overnight. We were all up at dawn, eager to see the plant growth that had taken place during the night. It was Dr. Warren who, as he led us into the garden, made the startling discovery. Steve, look! What is it, Doctor? All, all I see is an acre of overripe tomatoes. The plant life surrounding the acre. Well, that's nothing but dense overgrowth, Tyler. Weeds, vines, wild grasses. Look how thick it is. And it's all six feet high. You're right. Yesterday, there was nothing there to speak of. The weeds were just knee high. Yes, I recall. What does it mean? Well, apparently, when I sprayed the acre where I planted some of Formula 87, carried Ruby on, causing those... Weeds and other plants to grow overnight to six feet. Uh, the question now is, have they stopped growing? Well, come along. Let's have a look. The thickness of those weeds. The other plants are like a jungle growth. A jungle growth. Yes, I was thinking the same. Uh, it's difficult to tell from here how far it extends. Well, it can't be more than those few feet where I sprayed beyond the acre. Ah, here we are. So let's walk through it. See how deep it is. All right. The two of you had better follow the path I'm making. It's pretty good through here. Yes. We're almost 30 feet into this growth. Uh, how much further does it extend? I don't know. Can't tell yet. That's the eyeglass of the African growth. Yes. We've come quite a way now. Can't even see the farmhouse behind us anymore. It is where we are going in circles. It can't extend this far. Well, we're walking a straight line. I've been following the sun. Dad, how far do you think we've come? Oh, at least a uh, hundred yards. Well, the growth is beginning to thin out. I think we've reached the outer fringe of it. Yeah, yeah, here's the seal. Well, thank goodness you're out of there. Steve, do you realize how many acres that growth covers? At least ten acres, and it's all sprang up since late yesterday afternoon. What do you make of it, Doctor? This Formula 87 of yours not only accelerates the growth of plant life a hundredfold where sprayed, but also affects the surrounding acreage. What is it in Formula 87 that causes it to spread? Ah, uh, you must realize, Anne, that in this new formula we're dealing with the unknown. Well, perhaps Steve can explain why it caused such a growth on an additional ten acres. No, I can't, Doctor. As much a puzzle to me as it is to you. What are you doing, Steve? Following up a few small watts to mark how far the growth extends. As of this moment. As of this moment? Yes, Anne. For even a few minutes we've stood here, the growth is continuing. It's spreading. Stephen Reynolds of State University discovered a new chemical formula 
which has the power to accelerate plant life growth a hundredfold. While engaged in experiments on his farm 20 miles outside of Statesville, Professor Reynolds sprayed an acre of land with his new discovery, Formula 87. One of the amazing results of this experiment was the growth overnight of a one-acre crop of tomatoes. But another result, which seems almost incredible to this reporter, is the news that Formula 87 caused plant life in surrounding acreage to grow overnight into a fantastic growth and become so thick and profuse as to cause on-the-spot observers to compare it to jungle growth. Even more amazing, the growth seems to be spreading in all directions at the rate of 100 acres an hour. Already it has spread over 2,000 acres of land. Agricultural experts and scientists are being rushed to the scene of this phenomenon. Stay tuned for further news flashes during the day. Doctor, did the dynamite give any results? None at all. Oh, here comes the governor. There you are, Dr. Warren. All right, what's the latest word? Now, the growth is now spreading at the rate of a mile an hour in every direction. Why, that means thousands of acres of valuable land turning into jungle every hour. Yes, and what's more, it's spreading at an accelerated speed. By evening, it'll be spreading at a rate of three miles an hour. Haven't you been able to do anything to stop it? Well, we've tried dynamite fire all to no avail. I have the best scientific brains in the country working on the problem. But as yet, we haven't been able to determine what it is that's causing this wild growth to spread. Young man, this catastrophe is of your doing. Have you any idea as to what is causing this growth to spread in such a frightening manner? I'm not certain, but I think... Formula 87 created a new type of pollen. And it's the pollen which is spreading this growth. A new type pollen? Well, what makes you think that, Steve? I just got a report that the growth has crossed the Ardmore River and it's spread to the other bank. The Ardmore River? Well, that's half of my ride. Yes, and that's why I'm convinced it's a pollen of some sort that's carrying this plane. You're probably right. Well, can't you come up with a, a new spray? Something that will stop it? We'll do what we can, Governor. We're not losing a minute. What's going to happen, Doctor, when this jungle growth reaches villages and towns? We've already had to evacuate farmers. Yes, yes. We'll work day and night, Governor, to find the answer to all this. At the fantastic rate it's spreading, I'd better order out our National Guard and ask for assistance from Washington.
Ladies and gentlemen, I have just received the signal that this station is to be abandoned. Tune in to other stations for further news flashes. Steve, we'd better leave the studio, the station. Leave? Look, you two had better come with me. You heard me broadcast. We're abandoning this station. Come on, Steve. What about those people who may not have been tuned in? May not know about the green plane? Look, Mr. Reynolds, I've done what I was told to do. I'm not responsible for people who didn't hear my warnings. But I am. What? Oh, you mean because... Yes. Well, we'd better get going. There's no time to discuss this. Is the equipment still on? Yes, why? And you leave it, Mr. Storm. I'll follow later. What are you going to do? Some people may tune into the station, may not know what's happening. I'm going to stay here a while longer, broadcast the warning. Then I'll stay, too. Look, I'm leaving. You'd better make up your minds in a hurry. We'll stay for a while. Okay, if that's the way you want it. So long. It's still not too late to change your mind. No. Go ahead, Steve. Any of you are still listening in, this is Stephen Reynolds speaking to you from the state capitol. This is to warn you that a terrible force of nature has been unleashed. I, and I alone, am responsible for what has happened. But that's a small comfort to those of you fleeing for your lives, unable to understand the disaster that was brought about by my experiments. Experiments I was interested in for a personal gain, not for the advancement of science and humanity. Perhaps that's the reason I... The green plague. It's reached town. Let's get out of here. Give me your hand. Steve, it sounds almost like an earthquake. Yes. This way to the street. The train. The bushes are growing before I'm going on. There's no building, no building. Look. The building is across the street. It's going to come down. This is a mysterious traveler again. Oh, you have to get off here. I'm sorry. I'm sure we'll meet again. I take this same train every week at this same time. You have just heard The Mysterious Traveler. Now you can enjoy other tense and exciting stories of The Mysterious Traveler in the current issue of The Mysterious Traveler magazine, now available. All characters now are story with fictitious. Any resemblance to actual persons or name or otherwise is surely coincidental. Music is under the direction of Emerson Buckley, composed by Richard U. Page. Bill Tonkin speaking, this program came to you from New York. <laughs>